0: Do you have at least one quiet-natured horse who's educated to teach beginners and about five or six times the weight of your proposed beginners? Today, I'm going to talk about the main requirements for a horse to teach your beginners on. So the first thing is a combination of a quiet-natured horse and a horse that's educated for beginner riders and sometimes people get this mixed up. Now, quiet-natured horse is not the same as an educated horse and just because a horse is educated, It may not be a horse who's suitable for beginners. So, different breeds and individual horses can be quiet-natured, even as young horses. Quiet-natured horses can be educated, but they should be ridden and educated by experienced riders. If a beginner rider rides them too soon, it doesn't take too long for a quiet-natured horse to become cranky and sour. If that beginner rider is pulling on their mouth and thumping on their back, especially if they're only young and they've only had a few rides. On the other hand, For a horse to win a gold medal in a three-day event at the Olympic Games shows that they're highly educated. But this type of horse is not the horse for a beginner rider. They're far too sensitive for the clumsy movements of a beginner rider. The horses who are suitable for beginner riders are both quiet-natured and also educated for beginner riders and forgiving and patient if the rider gives confusing aids. The best horse for beginner riders is one that moves forward and slows down from a definite aid, but not an oversensitive one and not one that's going to be upset from clumsy movements. And you don't want one that a beginner rider has to constantly kick forward and turn in circles to slow down. And definitely, a horse that swishes their tails and puts their ears back and kicks up if a forward aid or speeds up and ignores a restraining aid, these horses need some re-educating. And of course, it may be found that this type of horse would be happier with only one rider and not with a series of beginners. So I've talked about the size of the horse as well. And... Equestrian Australia recommends, and it's a recommendation only, not a ruling, that the rider's weight, including the saddle and bridle, does not exceed 20% of the horse's weight. But remember, when making this recommendation, they're considering a galloping horse, jumping over cross-country jumps and other athletic equestrian activities, and you may find that your beginner horse can carry a little over that weight if they're having short lessons, lots of breaks and just doing walk and slow trot. However, remember that a large rider on a horse too small for them could cause a sore back or unsoundness or other horse welfare issues. On the other hand, if your rider's too small for the horse, they won't be able to turn them and guide them effectively, which in itself has safety implications. And also remember that if a small child, they just shouldn't be placed on any obstacle too high, especially a horse, because it's too far for them to fall, which is an even bigger safety risk. So your ideal beginner's horse on the ground should have excellent ground manners and they should be predictable. They should be easy to catch, handle, groom, have their feet handled, hooves cleaned and okay to saddle and bridle. Because when the beginner's learning these skills, it's essential that the horse is kind and obliging. Now, if you have a horse that's not well educated from the ground, but they're good to ride, then there's a reason. It could be that they're sore and this should be investigated but it also could mean that they've never been taught. So if you put the time and effort to make your riding horse safe on the ground, then you'll be rewarded for your efforts when you're teaching your beginners. Another thing we can talk about are paces. So horses with uncomfortable paces or horses with comfortable paces are always going to be more popular than those who have an extraordinary bouncy trot or rough canter. But if they meet the other requirements, they could be used for beginner riders. So I used to teach jumping to a girl who had a horse with a big heart and a very rough and comfortable canter. I can remember being in a competition watching the other horses galloping across a long flat and then there was a ditch at the other end. So if the riders didn't prepare them for the ditch on the other side, the horses just ran out or stopped. My student's horse trotted very fast across this long flat because she found it difficult to get him into canter and probably as fast as what some of the other horses were cantering anyway. And then he just pricked his ears up, balanced his trot a little bit and popped over with very little preparation for the rider. And when she went off to university, I had the opportunity to lease the horse. It was not an easy horse to canter, particularly for beginners, but he had the most comfortable trot. He became a very popular school horse, partially because he was a paint horse and so easily distinguishable from the rest of the herd. But also because he was kind on the ground and he, he had the loveliest flat trot for our riders to sit on. He became a favourite with the instructors because they could teach their students how to sit the trot. And he was also very patient and kind with some very nervous beginner riders. We didn't need to canter and jump in because he had other paces that we could utilise to teach beginner riders on. Another horse we had the opportunity to lease had been a stock horse. He became excited if he was behind another horse or in a group situation, and he didn't like to trot much, which is probably because his previous owner didn't like to trot much. So he broke into canter without a lot of encouragement at all. But once he was in canter, his canter was slow and comfortable. He became a favorite to learn to canter on. So our first canters are taught on the lunge. And once he was in canter, he was happy to stay in canter. So The riders were able to gain experience, confidence in the canter on a very comfortable horse before they moved on to other horses and into group lessons. The soundness of a horse is always debatable. So horses should always be sound for the job they are doing. But sometimes a horse that's ridden in lower paces for shorter and less strenuous activities can stay sounder for longer and much longer than an elite level competition horse's. Over the years, we've had a few older ex-competition horses that were suitable for beginners and intermediate riders. They just need a little bit of extra care and attention. So if you've got a potential unsound horse, develop your observation skills around them. Be very aware of any slight changes and treat them accordingly. A couple of days off or a treatment or, you know, just for a small amount of stiffness could save you getting the horse off for several months. So of course, you know, just summing up now about this old ideal beginner horse. So ideally, we want them 100% sound. We want perfect confirmation. We want the unusual but pretty colours so they can be easily distinguished by people who are just learning about horses. They should be, you know, we want them old enough that they are educated, young enough to give us many years of work and ones who don't cost a fortune. We also want them to be good doers and not go through fences and one that gets along with all the other horses and the list goes on and on, you know, to get the ideal beginners horses. But remember the minimum you should be looking for in a horse to get started teaching a beginner rider are quiet natured, educated for beginners and the right size for your potential students. You can work around some of the other obstacles, but start with these three. Now, if someone you know or if you are interested in teaching people how to ride or any other career in the horse industry, then make sure you download the 101 plus careers in the horse industry at internationalhorsecollege.com. This full-colour edition of well over 100 horse industry careers can be downloaded totally free to you today. The website, again, is internationalhorsecollege.com and just go up and look at the latest news or blog posts and click on one of those, and then it can be downloaded on the right-hand side of the page. Enjoy the book. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.